0: To say again, Happy Mother's Day. I want to preach a message this morning entitled uh, uh, The Mother of Us All. And that might sound a little strange, but I believe there are scriptures in the Bible that are obviously to be taken spiritually and uh, symbolically as some of them, as well as those that are to be taken literally. But I want us to look at Revelation chapter 12, Revelation chapter 12, and uh, I want to title this The Mother of Us All, and that's uh, that's not something I just came up with, that's something in the Word of God, actually in Galatians 4 and verse 26, if you want to jump ahead a little bit, but uh, let's go to the Lord again in prayer. <coughs> And I ask the Lord to open our hearts and our minds this morning to think uh, not only of, of the natural blessings that we have, our natural mothers and fathers and parents and all these things, but uh, to think about another dimension. Uh, I, I like to use that word dimension. Uh, I don't know of too many other words you could replace it with, but uh, in the spiritual realm, uh, we're actually... Uh, being lifted up into an area of thought that goes beyond our natural minds. And it can only be uh, accomplished by the Holy Spirit. Amen? We can only be taught by the Spirit of God. The Bible says you have no need that any man teach you. But the same anointing of the Spirit of God will be your real teacher. So uh, if you listen to only only the words of a man, you're not going to learn much. But if you listen to the voice of the Spirit of God and let God speak to your heart about His Word, then I believe you'll begin to move into another area of life that the world can't comprehend. Matter of fact, the Bible talks about how the the things of the Spirit of God, the world cannot receive these things. But to those of us that are born again, regenerated, children of God, born of His Spirit. Uh, He wants to teach us things. He wants to bring us up into an area of thought uh, and understanding that's, uh, it it just, uh, pardon the expression, but it blows your mind. It blows your natural mind away and brings you into a spiritual mind. The scriptures tell us to be Spiritually minded is life and peace, so we need to pray as children of God that we will become uh, not carnally minded, but spiritually minded, so that we might enjoy uh, some of the wonderful blessings uh, that God has for us in His Word. Uh, Many times that people want God to bless them, but... They want the natural blessings of this life, and that they're good it's nice to have a, a car to drive it's nice to have a, a home to live in and all these things that God knows you have need of these things. but how much more do we as the children of God need the things of God? The scriptures tell us to set our affection on things above and you know, I was I was thinking uh, the other day that we saw so many old classical cars. And uh, it's always interesting to me to see these old-time cars that have been fixed up and look nicer than the newer cars. And that's great, you know, if you can afford it. That's great if that's your interest in life. But so much greater than that, uh, so much greater than any of our natural interests should be in the interest uh, into the things, the mysteries of the scriptures. There are mysteries in the word of God. The Bible talks about great is the mystery of godliness, and then there's the mystery of iniquity, and then there's the mystery of the kingdom of heaven, and so many mysteries that that lift us up above this world. All right, let's go into Revelation chapter 12, verse A good bit of reading here, but it kind of sets a background for what we're going to look at. Revelation 12 and verse 1. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she being with child cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. Okay, let me stop right here just a minute. Uh, Notice the wording of this. Uh, There's no way you could take this in the literal sense, uh, but there's a spiritual meaning to this. First of all, we see where the woman appeared. She appeared in heaven. And the woman was clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. Well, immediately we would like to try to identify this woman. Now, there's about three different views, uh, uh, basically, that some people have, and And I'm not going to say any of them are wrong because they can all add to to a degree of this message. Some people teach that this woman represents natural Israel in the flesh. And they say that it was up to the time of Christ. And then later on, you notice the woman was to give birth. She was to bring forth a man child. And some people believe that this woman represented Israel. And some other people believe uh, that this woman represented the Virgin Mary. And then the bringing forth of the child, they believe was the man child. Well, I won't uh, say these two views are totally wrong because they're, in a way, they add to the message. But the last view I want us to look at is that this woman represents the church and that the bringing forth of the man-child is not the literal man, Christ Jesus, but it's a manifestation of Christ within the body of Christ, within the church. And the Apostle Paul made this statement. He said, I, I, a man, the Apostle Paul, I travail in birth for you until Christ be formed in you. Now we know that a man cannot travail in birth. Obviously Paul was speaking in the spiritual. You see, there's times when uh, the Apostle spoke you might say spiritual allegories, spiritual stories that were true, but they were still in the spirit that they spoke of in and paul said uh, uh, that I travail in birth until Christ be formed in you now, I believe Paul, even though he probably uh may have passed on before the book of Revelation was written, but I believe he had a revelation of the revelation because he was in the same spirit that John the Apostle was in. And when John was given this wonder in heaven that he saw of the woman that was travailing in birth, and Paul said he travailed in birth until Christ be formed in you. Now, how does a man travail in birth? Well, we don't, amen, in the natural, but we can in the spiritual. In one scripture, the Bible says, Zion shall travail until sons and daughters are born. Zion is the Israel of God. Zion is the church Zion is the mother of us all. And Zion, we travail in birth until Christ comes into people's hearts, hearts and lives. And so this woman that John saw was Zion. This woman that John saw was the church that is above. Now, in Re- in a Galatians chapter 4, and we want to look specifically at verse 26. But around that area in chapter 4, Paul was telling the church about two different Jerusalems. Jerusalem, which is below, or natural Jerusalem. He said was in bondage. But in verse 26, Galatians 4, but Jerusalem, which is above, notice two different Jerusalems, one in the flesh and one in the spirit. But Jerusalem, which is above, is free, which is the mother, get that word, Mother's Day, Happy Mother's Day, which is the soul? What is our mother? Spiritually, Jerusalem, which is above. Now what is that? It's the church. Amen. It's the church. I said a while ago, the apostle Paul was in the same spirit that John the apostle was in. Paul spoke about Jerusalem, which is above. John spoke about in the book of Revelation the holy city, New Jerusalem, which came down from above. You see, talking about the same city, the same Jerusalem. But what is a city? A city is not just a natural geographical location on the map, a city is made up of the people, amen, a city is made up of the people that inhabit that city, and you and I, the children of God, we are part of the inhabitants of the holy city New Jerusalem, which came down from God, when did it come down? It came down every time a person got saved. It came down every time a person was added to that holy city. The holy city, New Jerusalem is the church. So you and I are the inhabitants of the city. Just like when somebody says, I am of Georgia or I'm from Georgia. You're not from the geography of Georgia. You're from the people of Georgia. I have some relatives from Ireland way back a long time ago. But I never saw Ireland. But I came from the inhabitants of it. So this woman that John saw in Revelation 12, a woman in heaven, what was she wearing? Clothed with the sun. What does that sun represent? In the book of Malachi, the Bible says, The sun of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. Malachi prophesied of the Son of God, but he referred to him as the Son of Righteousness. The great bright light of righteousness. The Apostle Paul, before his conversion, was known as Saul of Tarsus. He was struck down on the road to Damascus one day. By the way, he was on his way to persecute Christians. But he was struck down by a great bright light. Brighter than the noonday sun. And what do you think that light was? Jesus. Amen. That bright light was Jesus. Saul became Paul the apostle. And that name he used to despise. He began to preach. Amen. After he was converted, he began to preach That name that's above every name. The name of Jesus. So Paul understood the bright light that John was talking about. That bright light, the sun of righteousness that shined was the clothing the woman in Revelation chapter 12 was wearing. She was wearing the righteousness of God. Do you know what you and I are wearing today? The same thing. Amen. We're wearing the sun. Symbolically, the sun represents Jesus Christ and his righteousness. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. We are not only clothed with his righteousness, but we are filled with his righteousness. We have received the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ. So this woman we see is the Jerusalem which is above. And that's the church. There's nothing above about the things below. Jesus told the people, Of his day, I am from above. And you are from beneath or below. Showing the contrast. Between Jesus. And every other man in the world. Amen. But he came. To lift up those that were below. To lift us up. To set our feet on a solid rock. And establish our going. He has raised us up with Him. The Bible says we've been raised up with Christ. When Christ died, we died. When Christ rose, we rose. That's how God has placed us in Christ. He's placed us not into a bunch of people of religion, but we've been born of the Spirit. Baptized by one spirit into one body. We've been made to drink into this. In Revelation chapter 12. Some people feel like you can never understand the Bible. Well you can't until you're born again. Amen. You can't understand it. If you don't have God's spirit. The Bible says it's spiritually written, spiritually written, and it must be spiritually understood. Let's go on now. And she being with child cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. She's fixing to have a baby. Amen. The symbol of this woman. Fixing to give birth. When Zion travails, sons and daughters will be born. Born. Another scripture in the Old Testament says that a nation shall be born in a day. That's not talking about natural Israel in nineteen forty eight. That's talking about spiritual Israel in I forget what year it was, but it was the day of Pentecost. Amen. Two thousand years ago. What happened on the day of Pentecost? The church was born. Zion shall travail. A church shall be born. A nation shall be born in a day. What nation? Not an earthly nation. But the Israel of God was born or born again on the day of Pentecost. God brought it together. God planned it this way. God made it happen. God let it be coming down from heaven. The Bible says they preached the gospel with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven. And when God sent His Holy Ghost down into this world, He intended on having a nation that would appreciate it. Amen? You and I, the church, are that nation. The Apostle Peter said, We are a holy nation and a royal priesthood knows about. Aren't you glad that you're part of something that doesn't depend on politics? Aren't you glad it doesn't depend on what men and women vote to happen? I can't vote people into the church and I can't vote people out of the church. But the Bible says the Lord Added to the church daily, those that should be saved. So this woman represents the church, Jerusalem, which is above, which is the mother of us all. You see, this is my Mother's Day sermon. Amen. I like to preach about the mothers in the Bible, especially Mother Mary and uh, Uh, I like to preach about the mother and the grandmother of young Timothy, and I like to preach about the mothers in the Old Testament, the mother of Moses, and all these other wonderful mothers. I like to preach about the mother of John the Baptist, but I really enjoy preaching Revelation 12, because she is the mother of us all. Amen. Amen. Well, that's all I want to preach this morning. I've always had trouble preaching Mother's Day sermons and Father's Day sermons and Memorial Day sermons and stuff. But I believe that if we preach the Word, it'll cover it all. Amen. If we preach the Word of God, it'll cover it all. And I hope you've been covered this morning. Amen. The son of righteousness that this woman wore In Revelation 12, Malachi said the son of righteousness shall arise and healing is in his wings. Now I don't believe that the Lord necessarily has literal wings that he goes flapping around, but wings uh, represent something. They represent the covering of God's grace. The covering of his mercy and the precious blood of Jesus that not only covered our sins but washed them away. Amen.